Hello and welcome to Storytime with Tom and Mike. I'm Tom. And you can't see me, but that makes me Mike. I'm here, I assure you. And tonight, once again, we have Lindsay A. Record, recording with us in the studio. Hello, Lindsay. Can you just, can you just call me Lindsay, not Lindsay A.? Sure. <laughs> yeah, people might be able to make that connection. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got a 1 in 27 chance. <laughs> Lindsay A to Z, somewhere in there. That's yeah. what we'll call you. <laughs> I've only found one other Lindsay A in the world. Oh, really? Uh, with I'm... my last name, yeah. Oh, okay, well. Well, I, I'm sure that, that we'll, we'll be okay. But yeah, I can beep things <laughs> out and all that kind of thing. Lindsay A. <laughs> all right hey everybody it's time for song of the week i'm gonna let Lindsay start because she's uh excited to share her song (laughs) frothing foaming at the mouth frothing even Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um my song is by this uh young guy that of all places I found on TikTok. And uh, <laughs> um, he just gets on there and like he plays music and he does skits and he has like a really dark sense of humor. And you can talk about Justin Bieber here. Uh, no, okay. <laughs> although I'm not going to trip on Bieber. Uh, my son likes Bieber. I like Bieber. It's a it's a good. Oh, no, no, I just meant, but, you know, uh, making videos online and doing skits and stuff. Feels like something Bieberish. Hmm. Oh, okay. Okay. A little while and out. Nick Cannon. Little. Uh... Yeah, well, he actually did start out doing uh, videos on YouTube of him drumming. That's how he got his big break. Yeah, he did. That's how yeah. he got famous. That's right. It was. He I was mean, I'm not a lad. fan of him necessarily, but, uh, you know, I know that that's it. And I, I don't know that it's as impressive now as I probably thought it was back then because I realized that I'm anybody. I'm not a fan, but anybody, his birthday is for. Anybody can get a, uh, you know, uh, a recording contract, apparently, if you do stuff on YouTube now. So, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know his birthday, dick. <sighs> anyway, uh, so who is the name of this artist? Um, this guy is called King Lazy Eye. King Lazy Eye. All Sounds right. like you would play blues. I'm pretty sure a friend of mine mentioned him to me just the other day and had me listen to a song of his. <laughs> and I liked it. Sort of folksy, right? Was it was it yeah, Lindsay? He, uh, what? No. <laughs> was it, was, was she another. the one who told you about it? <laughs> no, obviously. <laughs> That'd be me who forgot, not him. <laughs> well, yeah, he's from Tennessee. Um, that's I think that's why the algorithm. Well, I mean, and it's he's definitely like a dude that would have probably um, banged and had a really unfortunate relationship with. He probably would have like moved in with me, and then we would have fought a lot and you know about bullshit and like. But when we like went out, we had like Sailor and Lula passion and had a blast and you know from wild at heart and dance to metal and shit and power man 3000 or what was it is it power man 3000 yeah uh but he's uh also it's like it's almost like a drunk alt uh country folk so you didn't have a relationship with him right because i feel like you just described it with such 
pizzazz that I was like, I think she did have a relationship with no, this guy. What I the fuck? The, I think the algorithm on TikTok is uh, pretty wild. Like some of the stuff that it shows me, I'm just like, did you have a microphone in my house? Like this is It weird. always shows me guitars, motorcycles, and boobs. <laughs> like the three things that I typically look online at. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Those what yeah. you like. Yeah. But this is this like kind of drunk punk rock alt country shit is like the kind of thing I used to go and see live in Memphis like four nights a week. And you know, the kind of guys that are like playing live with acoustic guitar and they break a string and they just keep going and they do shots with them afterwards and like close down. I'm very jealous of the music scene that you have available to you because it's like anything going on in the Mississippi and uh, Louisiana and stuff like that is just like the purest like greatest music I think that you can find there that I don't get around here. I.e., um, you know, bluesy stuff, uh, yeah. roots roots music, that kind of stuff. Uh, I don't yeah. Up, growing up in Memphis was um for sure like uh super diverse mm-hmm. um kind of music exposure with um you know a lot of obviously like rock and roll and blues and Motown, all that type of stuff. But, you know, Elvis and the the, local rap, like rap is huge in Memphis. And um, just over the years, how many people come through Memphis, Mm -hmm. uh, even to just do like little pickup shows. And there was a place that used to be Elvis's dojo um, called High Tone. Huh. I think it's on its like third. <laughs> it's so sure. um, you made me yeah. think of him doing high karate while he was That's wearing high karate. Yeah, yeah. karate, baby. It was it was oh. his um sensei or whatever did um My uh, dangerous, baby. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> There's like this big picture of him doing exactly that on the wall. I oh, swear to God. God. Love but it. um I spent like my entire twenties there and he's the type of artist that would have played in this place. It's just the kind of deal where it's like, uh, um, and I love that he has like a really quirky voice. Um, he's a thousand percent better live, like most real artists are, because mm-hmm. when, you just, when you smoosh an artist into a production setting, it there's a certain amount of like sanitation that comes with it. Yeah. And I just, there's nothing I prefer more than like an artist in a single instrument whether yeah. that's a piano or a guitar whatever male organ a kazoo. i don't give a shit but you know, this guy i, I feel artist. like for me I, I agree with you i also feel like a, a, a smaller more intimate room mm-hmm. is huge like yeah like as opposed to like a big fucking arena where you yeah. don't really get like the feeling of the music like i went to see um, between the buried and me, which Mike, if you don't know that band, I'm sure you do. But if you I've, don't, I've heard of them. Yeah, they're amazing. You, you really should look at them being in the metal the way you are. Um, I got to see them. That's more live. new metal, which is eh, you know. Oh, God forbid you should stray from the past. That's, well, I don't. I don't have to. That's the beautiful thing of it. But I'm appreciating like, you your mean, recommendation. Like mall like metal. No, nothing like that. Mm-mm. Look it up for yourself, guys. Uh, uh, any good song, uh, White Walls is a good song. 
Is that your recommendation for this week? It's not, but I'm giving it as a bonus recommendation because, oh. Mike, you need to expand your territory just a hair. I'll do I'll do whatever I fucking want. I'm just telling you that <laughs> I you listen t- to surf. I listen to old country, anything prior to, like, 2005, probably. I listen to blues. Hey. I listen hey. to Motown. Hey. I, I don't I don't need to expand shit. <laughs> Says the I guy. I, I says like, the guy. I maybe it's the ADHD, but I don't. I don't get how people. I don't get how people listen to like one style of music and that's their entire mm. personality. Mm. Nor do I get how people do that. I'm about gonna get all. accused of that real soon. So hang on. I'm not gonna accuse you of that. All I'm saying is that y- your go-to is your go-to, go-to, go-to. Like. 90% of the time you're listening to the same fucking shit and I am too but my shit that I'm listening to is stuff I discovered that week should it not <clears throat> be my right to be happy with something of enough course. that I want to continually Mike, listen to it Mike being persecuted Mike, for being too one dimensional in my music choices Mike I'm not persecuting you I am demonstrating that you are resistant to change not at all you are and you are it's resist- a character I play on here is it dude I listen to a fucking variance of music are you no getting joke. hold on yeah. hold on hold on are you getting so worked up about this that you're taking what I'm doing personally because I'm fucking with you no because I'm fucking right back <laughs> oh <laughs> that's right this has been a mutual masturbation session. Oh, it's so hot. It's so yeah, hot. That's right. We've Mike this and is I, gonna be the weirdest app. I Mike, love I love small venues, by the Mike, way. Best Mike, shows you yeah, ever see are in small venues. Sure, every time. Sure. Mike, I'm just saying yeah. you would actually really love this band and you should check them out. I'll send you maybe a couple links. But there's Mike, a, the, the, you're talking about small venues. There's a um a venue in Memphis called Minglewood Hall. And they have two different rooms in Mingle. Actually, that might have hurt. I don't know. Anyway, I've only been to shows in these two different rooms. One of them is big, giant, the main room or whatever. And one of them is a much smaller, like, more mm-hmm. intimate room. And I went to, I've seen tons of people there. Um, I saw, like, in the main room, I saw, like, uh, Sharon Jones in the uh, in the um, Dap Kings. Um, and then in the... Um, in the big room the last person i saw in the big room was coulter wall but then it's like uh it was an awful show because coulter wall 100 percent should have been in the smaller room he's just the type of artist he should have been in the smaller room mm-hmm. and they put him in the big room because i think like one of his songs was on yellowstone or something and you know all these yeehaw fucking hipsters uh, yep. showed up you know looking like extras from urban fucking cowboy with you know what I mean, like yeah. like with interesting spatial hair. I know exactly what you're talking designer about. Designer cowboy, yeah, designer cowboy hats and boots that chain wallet. They spent know. like a thousand dollars on a pair of cowboy boots that they've never right. fucking been in the fucking desert. Yeah, you can tell they've in. never worn them because when they start drinking a little bit, they start stumbling and they can't stand still in one spot. Right. Mm-hmm. They trip going yeah, to the bathroom. Sweating. Yeah, those exactly. people are so that, made, yeah. that made Coulter Wall miserable. Um, uh, and he got really pissed off because all those um, like drunk hillbilly hipster bullshit like fans that showed up, they were there for like these specific songs 
that they heard on television and movies and stuff. And then when he tried to play like, oh, here's some stuff off my new album, you're like, people were just talking. And he got pissed. <laughs> That's so fucking and rude. Like, I've seen shit like that happen. Yeah. He was like, God damn it. Like in the microphone, he's like, God damn it. And he like turned. Fuck um, y'all. Yeah, he was like, he's he's very like mild mannered. So it's not like, uh, I, did, I don't picture him like going on a tirade or anything. But it, he was visibly pissed. But then it's like, I went and saw somebody, in my opinion, I believe is more popular than Coulter Wall, or at least was for a long time. Coulter Wall may have like um, outsold him by now, for all I know, with all his deals. But John Moreland was playing there, and he was playing in the small room. And I freaking love him. He's such a spectacular fucking singer-songwriter. Used to be in a, a fucking hardcore band. Um, he's another one of those guys you like, you talk music with him, like he that dude woo, he knows music but, so, um, give me very a very intimate setting totally different show refresh my memory, who was the, the actual artist that you suggested King Lazy Eye, Loaded Lazy Guns Eye. I knew you were going to say Loaded Guns because that's exactly what my friend said too so alright, I really feel like you two talked to each other and you were just both bombed and couldn't remember, <laughs> no no I was, dude, come on yeah, so the song is uh, uh, Loaded Guns by King Lazy Eye, and we're going to listen to that right now. Now I'm about to rock it in an anthill Take my fucking body like a landfill Climbing up a mountain like a boy Stop the bed when I My song for this week is Cobra Man. It's a song called Cool Nice. And it is a ridiculously silly song about smashing someone's phone because they're not paying attention to you. Thin Ice? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, thin Ice? No, the track is called uh, Cool <laughs> Nice. Cool like, Nice? Yeah, C-O-O-L-N-I-C-E. They describe themselves as Los Angeles power new, power disco, um, and apparently they came around as a like specifically to make music for a skating a bunch of skaters to put Ooh. on their videos. So Ooh. it's kind of like I when I first listened to it, my first thought was surfer punk, but then it gets kind of wild. So I and they call themselves new disco, but I don't know what that means. Like, I don't really have a good, like, sampling of what new disco sounds like. So I don't know if I agree with it, but I like it. Um, it's just, it's an anthem song. It makes you want to fucking jump and dance. And um, and it's about fucking up a person's phone because they're not paying attention to you. So I love <laughs> it. I love it. <laughs> so we'll play that right now. I talk to you. You never listen. Always giving me a cool nice I'll drop a hammer on your addiction if I hear another. Uh, I'm stepping out of my comfort zone. 
uh, like I said I was going to. Nice. This I was week. hoping you would. Well, I mean, step out of my my typical comfort zone, but still something I'm comfortable listening to. Fair. So, Fair. but if you uh, don't speaking like of, it, if you don't speaking like of, it, well, yeah, why would I recommend something I didn't like? Unless I was being a sadist. Um. Anyway, speaking of live shows, uh, if you haven't checked out the Reverend Peyton's Big Damn Band by this point in time, you are missing out. Fantastic live shows, just great uh, bluesy roots type music and a little bit of maybe uh, chicken picking and some you know some jazzy stuff it's just all awesome if i was going to pick one song uh i don't know probably that train song or devils look like angels one of those two uh are probably the first ones to come to mind for me okay all right let's listen to that right now brother's familiar with these guys too so no surprise for him yeah kind of giving me uh like asylum street spankers uh, i i have to say i i am i'm actually putting together a spotify playlist of all the songs that come up in these episodes i intend to so listeners look out for that that's coming this christmas We'll be releasing that uh as a live uh weekly updated podcast uh uh uh, playlist that you can follow it should have by then about 10 hours of music on it so throw it on for a party and uh, enjoy it enjoy it all right welcome to the world's worst in this section of the show what we're going to do is is tom is sitting behind a handy dandy improv prompt generator it's going to generate a word or a phrase for him. And we're going to put that in the world's worst format. So it will be world's worst blank. We will then take turns saying the world's worst version of that thing. And then you guys can tell us who won. So our first word for this week is park. So world's worst park. World's worst park. Um urology land (laughs) you can come on in and ride the 16 mile long sphincter slide (laughs) I'm thinking of all the un-PC things that Lindsay 15 years ago would have said to this well let's hear it you can't bring that up without sharing some of it I would have probably said something like Stevie Wonder. <laughs> I know, it's that's awesome. Yeah, that, is, that is terrible. The record, they put a mask on you as soon as you walk in, and the only way to get to the park is by doing that. this. That's not my answer. <laughs> that's your, your mode of transit. I like internally cringed because I knew me that did improv yeah. years ago would have said that first. Um, world's worst park. 
a, a park um and you know part two for me um swamp ass world <laughs> they spray water and something down the back of your pants as soon as you walk in and you've got to walk around with your butt cheeks sticking together and being itchy all fucking day Ooh, ooh, or you go to the place to make out, and then a guy with a hook comes and kills you, like the urban <laughs> legend. <laughs> Murder Park. Murder Park. Hey, you got to give the park a name. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna say for mine. Andre, they were. <laughs> I'm sorry, you dropped out. What was that? I said it was the double entendre because they were parking. It was the world's uh... worst park. That's, that's, good one. that's funny. That's funny. You don't hear anyone talk about parking right, in that Bear. way before right. anymore. Like yeah, when's the last, when's the last time you've heard someone say parking in that in that regard? You know, it's a very throwback. I know, the only thing that that makes Roger me think that. of when you talk about parking is that my dad would say, tell a story about necking, yeah, and how. You know, he was out necking and the cop came up and knocked on the window and he's like, what are you guys doing out here? And he's like, oh, we're just sitting out here, you know, necking. And the cop says, put your neck back in your pants and get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you know. Your dad cracks me up. I've had too much wine. <laughs> you had too much wine? I had way too much wine. I had a bottle of uh, Montepulciano. Which is Monte Porciano, which is an mm -hmm. Italian wine that was recommended to me by a friend on Twitter. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was pretty good. I liked the whole bottle. <laughs> but what, what topic are we doing now? I'm sorry. We're, uh, I'm still, we're still on World's Worst Park. I, World's I don't think you've, park. you've contributed one here. No, I haven't. World's Worst Park. World's Worst Park is Hypodermic Needle Park. <laughs> so, you, you know, you go in there in your bare feet. And that's a bad idea, but you really don't have a choice. How about we just make a generalized gen medical waste medical waste park, so that yeah. way you can step on discarded appendixes and mm -hmm. and and not only or that, appendices, also, I think, as they're known. But also the the animals that have been horribly horribly mutated by a rat with a ear on its back. Yeah, yeah. So you go in there, and if you step on a hypodermic needle, you get a prize, <laughs> and uh, you can ride. I don't know. I like that, but then I thought of another one while you guys were talking. What if you went to, um, like conservative park, and you get <laughs> and you get on like the birther? <laughs> <sighs> one of the rides the... is just having to sit and look at um, Lauren Bobert for like half yeah. an hour. It's terrifying for everybody. It's Lauren Bobert's uh, dog hunt or dog or... hunt. <laughs> Yeah, it's Marjorie Tyler Green's feet. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, it's just like <laughs> every like every spooky ride is like those. What are they called? Like passion houses or whatever that churches do, where they do like a plane wreck and like you know people oh, yeah. are dead, and it's like <laughs> I'm so sad. He was talking about going to church this Sunday and giving his life to the Lord. Oh, I am not familiar around. with this thing of which you speak. <laughs> you have heard of these guys? There's a name for them. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna Google it. Sorry. Are you fucking crinkling a bag? Yeah. Knock it off. Are you serious? You're giving me shit about creating it. So loud. Room? It sounds like you're unwrapping a maxi. Pad. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know yet what was going on there. You having your time of the month? Is that what it is? Oh, um, they're called hell houses. I've uh, never heard of a hell okay. house before. Are hell you house. serious? No, no, honest okay, to so God. Check no. this out. Well, okay, I'm in the south. Y'all are in the north. But they're super common down here. And they're like, they're haunted houses that pop up, obviously, around Halloween to, to like, you know, I guess give all the Christian kids something to do instead of wrestling something with Satan. Right. Oh, yeah. so it's a haunted um, house in the framework of a Christian teaching kind it's of It's like a, a Christian fable. It's like a room like, of terrifying hugs. It's all like <laughs> shit that they deem sinful and like the consequences and then like um, Booty near, short the manner. End, <laughs> near the end there's like a a, a a scene there's always a scene of of like tortured souls in hell and stuff. of course yeah they, i mean it, they're, they're super cringy like you think uh they cover like uh like obviously the seven deadly sins are really popular with some of the hell houses but like whatever the <clears throat> token bullshit is that that you know very conservative churches are all about I guarantee you, like, this October, the Hell Houses will have, like, um, something about abortion in them. Yeah, I was going to say, but there's got to be an abortion room or something like that. something yeah. about um, drag queens in them or gay clubs, something like that. Like, yeah. I guarantee you, drag gonna... queen story hour is just terrifying to them. Oh, so yeah, I could say like you go in and there's a there's a guy with a big burly beard shit with a dress on reading storybooks like that would be their thing. Yeah. You know, oh, this is terrifying. Oh, oh you know, God. So yeah, it's it's really it's really bizarre, super bizarre. Yeah, I've, I've never heard of that because that that sounds like it'd be something fun to go and fuck with people. Yeah. Like go yeah. in there and act like an asshole. You know, People that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be kind of fun. You just, to, you know, speak everything up. And be like, oh, my God. No. Right. I'm gay now. Oh. Right. You know, or something. I don't know. It'd be, it'd be fun to make fun yeah. of the people that are doing that shit because <clears throat> that's ridiculous. That is mm -hmm. absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Another thing we were talking about, um, I was having like an online conversation Um I think it was on Reddit. Um, somebody posted something like a, a car that said, uh, I, I don't know if it was like dude's birthday or I think it was his birthday or whatever. And it was like, happy birthday, 19 or whatever. And it had his cash app like written on his window. And it was somebody posted it in the trashy form and said, this, this is so trashy to me when people write their cash app on their car or whatever. And I'm just like, and do y'all not have money blessings where y'all are from? Like, that's very common in the South. Yeah. And it started in church, like uh, monetary blessings for, uh, you know, and it usually is given to like family that or a person that's like experiencing a lot of. Well, uh, supposed to. Yeah. Supposed to. Yeah. But like if nobody really going through anything, they'll 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 use money to like bless the um high school seniors you know when they need college money and give them some money for college they'll um use it to to you buy know, the pastor a jet you know <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah. on the larger scale yes but in in smaller in like the the churches that i grew up in around like and it still exists um I, a friend of mine goes to a church like this still actually 
um, you know, they just, they help each other. They do what you're supposed to do yeah. as a Christian and help each other. But I think it evolved from that, but it's very, very common um, in this area, particularly like the Mississippi Delta area for people to wear like birthday buttons that's that have like dollar bills attached to them <gasps> and then people will come up and like pin dollar bills on you the popeyes commercial is true it is people do pin money on you on your birthday in louisiana it's they do. true i, I need to a, go there i knew a guy in um basic training who was telling me so on your birthday, I guess that. he was from Louisiana as well. He said, "On your birthday, you pin a dollar on your shirt, and then people come and put dollars on your shirt." Right, and that's how you. And know that sort of thing like started in in churches and stuff, and it was like, um, and I said, "So to me, it's no different than that." And then also like, you know, love the person that actually put this on Reddit because it was probably the person whose birthday it was, and said, "Isn't this trashy?" Because he knew some people would steal some money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's probably the person themselves that posted it. But it's not the first like post like that, that I've seen that people are like, this is so trashy. And people who get like super butt hurt over all these creators on TikTok, they get so pissed. Like there's a whole Reddit forum called like TikTok gossip. And they just like people are obsessed with these creators. And they like uh, create multiple accounts to like yeah. talk to them. They, they, they and, and like even, even more than like being into them, I'm talking about like the people that hate them. They create like whole snark communities about them. They, oh God, the shit that they do. They like well, uh, we, report we their sponsors. We know so why they do this. Drop them. We know why they do this, of course, is because they have nothing Jealousy. of their own to offer. Yeah, mm -hmm. they they they're jealous because they have nothing. Jealousy to is a stinky cologne. You know, it says something about you when you are jealous of an influencer, which is like, to me, like the lowest of the low. Oh, like, yeah. At least content producers are making something entertaining, but influencers are just like, hey, y'all, I'm in France. I love it here. I'm drinking this wine. It's definitely excellent. And then they show the label so you can definitely see it because you got to go buy it because the influencer said so. And then they get 10 fucking million dollars. And it's like, you're being famous for being famous. It sucks. I'm sick of this world. Can we get a reboot, please? Can we start over in like 1988, maybe? And like, no, 1984. Let's start over 1984 and give it another shot. Cause I feel like we could do it better if we knew better. I'd get to experience all kinds of music for the first time again. Yeah. All that thrash metal. I just feel like, I feel like we dropped the ball somewhere as a, as a fucking, I don't know, a generation. Hey, we strayed away from our game here a little bit. We did. Let's go back to the game. Yeah. We're getting too crazy. Hold on. Just one, one, one last thought on that. I've always thought about like uh, 1984. Like I've always been obsessed with that year because mm -hmm. I George said, Orwell, Van Halen. Uh, no, I mean it's not Orwell, but it's partially Van Halen. But uh, 84 feels always, like a banner year to me too, and I don't know why. I, and see, I don't know if 84 is such a banner year to me because of my age, and that is like maybe peak beginning of memories and mm -hmm. all that type of stuff because i was born in 78 but like i 
have argued in so many different conversations. Like 1984 is literally the, like that was, that was like peak. And we just all started, we started going downhill from there. Whatever yeah. year I discovered Transformers, which was probably somewhere in that range. I would yeah. say about 84, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it was like the music was insane. And not only was it Van Halen, like Van Halen, Michael Jackson, uh, Madonna, Cindy Lauper, like. You know what else, though? The Monkees. Oh, wait. That was sex, like their 700th album. Sex wasn't an issue. It wasn't even a concept for you yet. It's still not an issue to me. Oh no! You, here's my point. I'm saying I, that I, I know exactly what, what you I'm mean. saying is, if you were young enough, it wasn't even a thing that you thought about. Well, you know what? Unless, it might have been I mean, if you were at church all the time. Well, and I was going to say, wah, wah, I was going to molestation. Say, I was going to say, yeah, if you were traumatized, yeah, that's different. But I'm saying, like, overall, for me at least. You know, my youth was a time before I was sexually interested in people and it was simpler. It was easier. It was mm -hmm. like, I didn't have to worry about, does this person like me? Do they think I'm weird? It was just like, hello, would you like to be my friend? Sure. I'd like to be your friend. All right. What do you like? I like that too. Cool. Let's go play at your house. It was so simple. And, and I miss that. I miss that simplicity. And so it's like when you meet someone that you really click with and they have the same interests as you, that same interaction is taking place as an adult. You're saying, yes, I would like to be your friend because you have the same interests as me and I like you and you make me laugh. Nobody ever wants to sleep over, though, and cut out masks made out of cereal boxes with me anymore. <sighs> I told you it creeped me out. Mm. I told you it creeped I me miss, out. I miss that. Well, it wasn't so much the fact that you wanted me to cut out masks. It was the fact that you insisted that I also X out the eyes of anyone else in pictures in the room. Well, you know. That part upset me a little bit. It's what I like. It's how I'm comfortable. Yeah. Next topic. Next topic. World's worst. World's worst money. Oof. I would say slices of ham. <laughs> <laughs> worst um, money. Dollar bills from the wettest stripper in history. <laughs> the wettest stripper. <laughs> Why is she wet? I don't know. That's up to you to decide. <laughs> Did I mean excited? Did I mean she was in a uh, in a water? I, I don't know. Oh, she may be wet that way. I hadn't. Oh, even... yeah, she may be wet in numerous ways. Maybe she just has a glandular problem and sweats a lot. See, I was thinking that she was moist in some way. Like, she was, like, physically the whole body. She's probably moist. I didn't take into account her, you know, moistness in that regard. No. Fresh out of the shower? Who knows? The only thing I know is that money's wet, and it wasn't because of something I did. And that's unsettling. That's, like, the only thing, like, that's, see, like, I don't know, like, you've been to a water park, I'm sure. And, you know, you've got water park money, you know, where all your money is soaked and stuck together. And you're, like, trying to pay for a milkshake. <laughs> <laughs> like a soaking wet $5 bill. World's worst money. World's worst money. In the collection pan underneath the guy who swallowed a roll of nickels to impress his friend. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I'm going to have to go with... Uh... <laughs> change stored in warm hot dog water 
Oh, oh, that's gross. All right, so I got... every time I hear hot dog water, I think of chocolate starfish and hot dog flavored water. And unfortunately, that makes me think of Limp Biscuit, and I don't, you know. So you I don't guys, think about them. you guys are familiar, at least I know that you are, Lindsay, with the character I used to do on Inner Filth called Uncle Maggot. Mm-hmm. He was one of my characters, and and uh, he had a like a best, like he had an advice column, and on the advice column, he also had I remember. A, f- a fact of the of a fact of the month, and one of them was about shit and nickels. So I'm gonna I'm gonna re- rely relay that story to you guys now, as Burke. So back in the day, you had cowboys, right? And they were trying to make a little money on the side, but they couldn't really do anything. So what they would do is they would lay, you know, kind of like sideways on their on, so that their ass was hanging out, and people would put fucking nickels in their ass, and they would sing songs like you know, like kind of like a, a Midwest or a, a Western style like a jukebox kind of the thing, right? And at the end of the day, you know, they would said to be really successful, they'd be shitting nickels. So that's where that term comes from. When you're really successful in an endeavor that seems unlikely, you're shitting nickels. <laughs> <laughs> now you fucking know. Is that why money smells like that? It is why money smells like that, because people clearly steer it, store it in their anus. Yeah. Or they like steep it, like they put it in like, like a tea bag. And steep it in sewer water for like a month, and then. But they just don't uh, wash their hands when they uh, come out yes, of the bathroom, it's, and then it's ready to spend. Mm. Mm-hmm. I worked mm. in retail makeup in Memphis, Tennessee, uh-huh. for years. Oh. I promise you that the probably number one currency I've received in my life has been sweaty titty dollars. Yeah. Which, yeah, doesn't yeah. make it any less gross that it came from the titties. I worked for a Blockbuster no. video. No. <laughs> I worked for a Blockbuster video in, in uh, Bethesda, Maryland. Was Blockbuster your first job? No, 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 no. This was actually a break in my normal career when the dot-com bubble popped and I couldn't find work as a web developer anymore. I had to take an assistant manager job at a Blockbuster in, Wal- in Bethesda, Maryland. That was and, my very wait first second no second or third job yeah it wasn't I, a bad job I worked there job. when I was like eighteen it wasn't a bad job as far as jobs I loved go. it the only thing that didn't work out for me well I'll get to that but um, so with that job came the responsibility of like you know like like knowing the videos and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I remember we were we were getting rid of DVD or, or, or tapes, VHS, VHS tapes, yeah. And we our our order was to sell them all or to destroy them at the end of like a, a certain period of time. So I was like, well, fuck it, man. I'm gonna take a bunch of these home with me. Um, so I set them aside till payday so I could buy them all because they were like a dollar a piece. And I was like, fuck yeah, I don't want these to be destroyed. I still have a VHS. And so I sent them aside and my boss found out about it after the sell date because apparently they weren't allowed to sell them after a certain day. So we had to destroy them all with hammers, which was ridiculous and took hours. But he penalized me by taking away my like free rentals for a month. 
And then I had a migraine and I told him I couldn't come in that, that day. And it was like a couple of weeks later after this penalization. And, and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know, I want to, you know, I can't come in there. I have a migraine. He's like, well, you got to come in. I'm like, I'm telling you, I can't. I had two hours of sleep. I can't even function. If I try to drive, I'm going to crash my car. You really want me to come? He's like, yeah. I'm like, you know what? Fuck you. I quit. And I just quit. It's the only time I've ever done that on the spot like that, where I've just said, fuck you. I quit. And you this, weren't able to rent any more movies there. No more movies. No more movies. And and no, why, why did you I, get this penalty imposed on you? Because you set videos aside to buy and you weren't allowed to? Is that I, I, I set the videos aside to buy. So there was a drop dead date on when they could be sold legally. Yeah. yeah. Well, I held them past that date. Um, and put them paid for them on my. Did you still get the videos? Account. Of course. I eh, fuck it then. Whatever. Yeah, but you had a dick manager because I had a bomb ass manager at uh, Blockbuster. I just any anybody wanted anything. Anybody wanted anything there. We had an entire freaking cabinet. Yeah, and you could put an entire giant stack of VHS in your bag. It didn't matter when you bought it. You could put it down there forever if you wanted to, as long as you would eventually buy it. Mm -hmm. It was like our own personal layaway. You just yeah. put your name on it and nobody would touch it. Right. Hmm. Right. Right. And screeners too, because we could, they like, they would say, you know, screeners, you had to destroy. I'm sorry, I'm chewing on here. They would say the same thing about the screeners that you had to destroy them. And uh, I like looked at my manager one night and I'm like, I mean, can I not have this? It's not like I'm going to like. Distribute you know, it. Have an event, distribute it. What, like I want it for me. It was a screener of um, Brain Candy by Kids in the Hall. Nice. Which, <laughs> which by the way, is, it's, yeah. a, it's it's actually, um, I don't know about now, but a while back, I saw something where it was, <clears throat> it was like a collector's item. I was like, holy shit. And I had that thing for years and years and I went through probably 12 different moves with it and all those original VHS. And I finally freaking sell all those sons of bitches, except for like a handful of things that I thought I should keep like Disney shit. I and love boom. lesbians part six. Yeah. VHS is back. Like vinyl. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, my manager wasn't cool at all. He was a tool bag with a stupid cop mustache and like a baby face. And like, he was a failed frat boy and you could totally tell, you know, yeah. I yeah. never worked at a video store, but yeah, I mean, I really liked that job until the end and then it just didn't work out. I remember going in the day of nine 11 and oh, it wow. was, yeah it was the day of 9-11 and i was like you know i'm sitting at home and i'm like you know i'm like thinking should i go to work is it safe and finally i was like dude you're overvaluing yourself important it's, it's a fucking blockbuster if you're how gonna old were you then 22 maybe something like that all right so we're the same age we're both 45 I'm 46, so right around. Well, if the it same was 9/11, that math is very easy to do, Tom. Yeah, but I'm that not... was 2001. On weed. <laughs> I don't want to think about math. Come on, fuck you. Anyway, yeah, but I just remember, you know, going to work, 
And there was this kid, I was there till midnight, and there was this kid with his mom in there at the end of the night. And this kid's going, I, I think he's probably about 12 years old. He's like jumping from window to window. He's looking out the windows. Oh, nimbly bimbly. Oh, crazy. And and he's looking out the windows. And I'm like, what are you doing, son? He goes, I'm looking for airplanes. And I broke my heart. I was like, holy shit, this kid has been born into a new world. Like nothing will ever be the same again. And I was well, technically and, he was born before that, but yeah, but I he, get it. That was his moment of awakening into that new world. You know, as this tender young age is like, wow, the world's not the safe place you thought it was. It's kind of scary. Can you imagine being um, like one of the kids that uh, was set to start school when the pandemic hit? Oh, yeah. For the first year. Yeah. Like and so like year. missing missing out on like three years of socialism. And I mean, like, I don't know, like some people you know, delayed their kids going, homeschooled them, whatever. And for a ton of, you know, lower income kids, uh, there's lots of tests coming out now that are looking really, really bad as far as like where kids are in the United States. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like being that young, <clears throat> like five to seven. And I mean, th there are token three-year-old memories that most, you know, two, three-year-old memories that some of us will have. But I think they're more so attached to photos and we think they're memories, but they're really photos we probably saw um, are echoes of photos. But um, like missing that socialization and just right off the bat, as soon as you're old enough to like have memories, have this giant thing come down and really see the insanity that exploded with the world and to see all the inflation like for that to be your baseline of the united states that's fucking wild i mean it's mm -hmm. wild enough to me in general that there are generations now born that have never lived without the internet yeah can we do one more world's worst yeah let's it's do like i'm more. rolling on this one i love this I okay keep going I we can do more than one uh let's see Ooh, you want no, me to do one? one? Hold on. Let me do one. Sure, go ahead. World's worst prejudice. <sighs> oh, man, I oh. hate people with teeth. I don't know that I can be funny with that one. Jeez. No, um, I really hate people that have teeth. That's not funny, is it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That is one World's that's, that's dance around that one a little bit and think about it. Let's oh. not dance. Let's just go straight into it and see what um, happens. I don't like people who iron their jeans. Fuck mm. people with unibrows. I hate white people. <laughs> well, I agree with you. I hate white people. Too. I really, really don't like white people. <laughs> I'm not even being ironic. I agree with you. <laughs> I'm not even being ironic. I really don't We're like not us even very being much. Facetious. We really do stink. <laughs> yes, we suck. We're horrible yeah. imperialist dogs. <laughs> Every so damn last one of us. Worst prejudice. Or no, the probably. Best? It might be the best. Yeah. Might be the most widespread too. Yeah. <laughs> it's certainly the most deserving. Yeah. I would say it's the most deserving because. Of all the people in the world I think of, it's always the white people that seem like the shittiest. And I'm sure there's people listening right now who are like, oh man, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, look at us. 
look at what we have look at what we able to have especially like if you're if you're heteronormative you know and and especially oh, if you're a man don't start saying those buzzwords oh yeah i might get banned from twitter for saying cis uh cis hetero <laughs> or, or cis normative do you know that now like cis and cisgendered are now uh slurs on hmm. twitter and you Didn't can be know banned. That. You can be banned or suspended for using those words. Totally serious. But That's... you can't wait. But like people. But you can like... still drop the n bomb, and no one does a fucking thing about it because you said it with a uh, an asterisk instead of the i. People get away with it all the time. It's very obvious what they're doing. You report them, and nothing happens because Twitter so is you run. Do this with an asterisk instead of the i. They, they will, they'll pick it C up. See asterisk S. You know. They'll pick it out because because ultimately what Elon Musk wants is to create the most toxic place possible and to put out anyone who uh, disagrees with his way of thinking and, and harass them. So he's it's really not... brilliant because he's really found a way to take something that's absolutely terrible and at any other rate would would fail miserably but because of the people that he draws to it and everything he's able to be successful it's I, it's 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 brilliant it's such a uh, a blight on society mm-hmm. he's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah he's undeniably a piece of shit i can't he's the kind of guy that him. like you know they say if uh if um you know uh, liberals came out in favor of not eating shit vocally tomorrow conservatives would be eating shit all over the country you would see a picture of elon with a big old turn on yeah, a plate yeah, yeah oh absolutely yeah for sure but i mean i, I think just, we should come up with that because i think it'd be fucking hilarious to watch people would, eat crap that would be great yeah what kind of turn are you what are they what, what, what are the people that eat crap called or they have core something phagia i don't know colophilia or something to that effect yeah i should have known this because they covered it on rick and morty but uh you know yeah it's colophilia i think um not that i'm kink shaming i just think that no. per- i think that particular practice is probably a little unhealthy like in terms yeah. of s- hygiene concerns i you know, know. <laughs> we don't kink shame people and i'm sorry but if you're eating I'll poop kink sh- i'll kink shame anybody i don't give a shit if you're eating poop i'm, I'm probably gonna i'm gonna say uh-uh. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm probably gonna say i'm not in favor of that mm-mm, yeah mm-mm, mm-mm. Yeah, put that oh. back. Put that back in the drawer. No one needs to know about that one. Don't I do share. know. I've known numerous people that smelled like they ate shit all the time. There's uh. one guy we swore he used to eat out of diapers because <laughs> his breath always smelled like baby poo. One dozen children. <laughs> that that individual was yeah you know, was my first taste into the into the into that world. And yeah. unfortunately, when I say taste, I mean it because you could literally taste his breath because it was that bad. You know, we worked for a guy uh, at a grocery store who had. This picture on the wall of him and his family. In Literally the had like 14 store. kids. Not and even he, a joke. And there were no doubt, yeah, 14 kids, like seven girls, seven boys. The worst breath you ever smelled in your whole life. He had the most horrendous breath. Yeah. And me and this kid, Matt, one he time. He got all up on his old lady. He was like, <sighs> she's like, and she passed out. And that's how he had so many kids. Oh, that's uh, awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, <laughs> terrible. That was awful. I'd apologize, but no. 
I said it. Yeah. I'll sit with it. Yeah. Just sit with it and if feel If you go sad. in the corner and you think about what you said. <laughs> World's worst podcast co-host. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you want to do one more round who else has (laughs) does anyone else have one for that i haven't come up with one yet how about world's worst celebrity themed sandwich oh god oh god okay all right uh what the fuck is how about the johnny knoxville asshole burger I was I was gonna the say patty the patty made up of asshole meat. The Amber Heard surprise. <laughs> the Amber Heard surprise. Oh, I meant to say jackass, not asshole. Damn it, I screwed that up. But the Amber Heard surprise. That's yeah. It'll it'll make you shit what, on your what, bed. What? The what? A celebrity sandwich. Yeah. Yeah. The worst celebrity themed sandwich. Hmm. How about the Jack Lemon? Oh, that's a sandwich. Not a sandwich. The Boy George peeled hot dog. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the Jack Lemon stack. It's just a sandwich made of lemons. <laughs> <laughs> Boiled lemons. <laughs> How about the Tommy Lee special hepatitis sandwich with a side of ranch? Mm, yeah. Hepatitis ranch. I prefer his other uh, sandwich that uh, is Signature hot dog. <laughs> <Smoke>. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that's what you were going to say. I was being a smart Footlong salami. <laughs> Mike loves to steal people's I No, I really wasn't trying to that time. But he does it all the time. No filter. It just came out of my mouth. I'm sorry. Do you want to say it again so you can get the laughs when people listen to the podcast? <laughs> <No. laughs> The footlong salami was better than a footlong hot dog anyway, by a long shot. <laughs> so let's do one more. Hot world. salami. How about how about the Vince Neil bourbon burger? Oh, that's a horrible oh. reference to him getting drunk and wrecking a car and killing people. Yeah. Mm. That's not funny. Yeah. That's not funny. That's sad. Yeah. The shaken bacon Michael J. Fox burger. <laughs> and you managed to one up me, sir. Bravo. That's awful. You motherfucker. <laughs> like to go back to the future. Oh my god. <laughs> That's terrible. Oh, we're monsters. We are the monsters of the week. That that is the lesson. <laughs> yeah, here. Y'all, we y'all oh. are the monsters of the week. Yeah, for sure. I definitely am. Yeah. My name's Bennett, and I ain't in it. <laughs> I have been trying very hard to be le- like less concerned about being offensive and actually trying to be funny. And I'm trying to find that balance between like where where is it like where do I draw the line? Because yeah. I know that it, it, like anything can be funny, but certain jokes and certain topics have to be approached a certain way. And I'm still trying to figure out where that balance is because I've been too nice my whole like comedy career. I've always been like letting it go and letting it slide. And my best stuff is always when, as I said to you before, I've kind of let go a little bit and, 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 and let the hammer drop and see what happens, you know? Um. Yeah, getting out of your comfort zone and just like uh, riffing and doing improv and 
all of that, especially like improv games, yeah. they always they always um, kind of open up the creative spirit in people. Like, uh, now we're doing a very specific one. When we used to do uh, shows, we do like entire scenes, and I mean, like we'd we'd have like scenes that would come back up in shows that like you could uh obviously consume in the show and, and think it's just like a new topic but these were characters that came up in a show two weeks ago and if you were a regular it was like an added you know surprise but it's like people think that <clears throat> improv just comes one minute and you know it, it's just nothing you ever build on and mm -hmm. you build so much on things that you you work out and improv and you'll you'll flesh out characters in improv and then you know suddenly that character makes you think of an idea for it and you want to put it in a story or you want to write something around like a scene around that character that's mm -hmm. how a lot of stuff at SNL starts is, I mean, shit at SNL a lot of the time starts years and years before and mm -hmm. places like well, the Groundlings and SNL where they work on these characters and then eventually, you know, it gets written and rewritten and then it goes to SNL or some other big show. Most of my jokes, like from a weekly basis, are probably stuff that I've been sitting on for years that I've been waiting for the right moment to drop, you know. Um, and, and, and to kind of get back a little bit to what we were talking about as far as like being like, I don't know, politically correct or whatever. I'd like to believe that people who know me know what I mean and understand. Well, but that's the thing when you put stuff out there, like people don't know you. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of people are operating through their own filter, their own lens, maybe their own trauma, maybe their own neurodivergence. You don't know. So it's yeah. like what you know what you mean and the people that know you know what you mean but then you put something out there and it means something entirely different to somebody else and right. there's so much nuance and there's there so is. many different things that are that are lost when you when you get up and you do comedy and I've, over the years i've had such absolutely like you know what i thought were like neutral intentions with a joke i made and yeah. had people come and told me things after shows and um Eventually, I talked to this comedian, this other local comedian, who said, you know, to me, I just think if you can't fucking be funny without punching down on somebody else, mm -hmm. then you're not fucking funny. That's like, true. period. Like, if you can't, you know, I mean, like, you can drop your cuss words or drop your token isms or whatever mm -hmm. to be funny but if you do it gratuitously then that's what you become you become like this blue comic that's you know that's always just gonna go that well, route and that's just another way of being negative to me that's yeah. all that really is like when you're punching down all you're focusing on is being negative well, who wants to hang out with that asshole Right. That guy's not funny. That guy's an asshole. Right. You know, you don't want to be anywhere near that person because they're going to drag you down 
to their level and have you talking about people at the party you're at. I don't want to deal with that guy. I want to talk about yeah. ideas and funny stuff. I don't want to talk about people. I don't want to sit there and right. judge on people. So I absolutely agree with you on that. And I try very hard. Like I'll make a blue joke once in a while, or I'll make a reference that's terrible. But I'm the comedy is in the irony of the fact that I would never actually say that thing, you know. And and after 200 episodes or damn near 200 episodes, I would think that the majority of the very small audience that we have knows that about us. Yeah, you know they understand like you know we mean no harm. And we'll be the first to apologize. But sitting there preemptively apologizing for every joke you make stops the flow of comedy and it makes it into a fucking joke. Yeah, I mean, there is a certain amount. There's, there's like so many, there's so many varying degrees with it because it's like, um, I remember when all of this stuff started coming down on comedy. Um, and I was still actually active in comedy when it first started to kind of come around the other way. And it started to get a little, I don't know. I started to question kind of like my place and what I was doing. And am I really doing like funny stuff here? Or am I just recycling the same shit just to get the optimal laugh from like essentially a bunch of drunk people? Um, And yeah, I mean, that's fine. But it's like at at a certain point, I'm like, okay, like let's, let's do something else now. Like yeah. I wanted to do something else. I didn't just want to keep doing that. And um, when I came back uh, after a huge hiatus, after I had my son, we had a giant um, anniversary party for this group that I used to be in. And it was like everybody who had ever been in the group, uh, including like the newest members. And like, I just spent like probably 80% of the show wanting to punch them in the face. Like and, and but also simultaneously just being like, yep, I would have made that same joke. Yep, yep, yep. And I mean, like, and just like egos, dude. Like their egos were gigantic, and they, mm, you know, and mm-hmm. well, they hadn't gotten the subtlety of what we we're talking about earlier about when should I bite my tongue? What mm-hmm. joke should I make? What should I let go? Right. You know, because right. there's a different. There's some. There's some jokes. Um, the time, like, if you're gonna make them, you you gotta you better fucking make sure the co- like the timing and everything is perfect on them. You better make sure the way you say it, the intonation you use, that it's really obvious. Otherwise, yeah, you have to be confident. You, know, you really have yeah. to deliver it at just the right time and the right tone, or it comes out flat, and then you sound like an asshole. Yeah, I've I've done that countless times, and it's always a gamble, you know. And sometimes you win. Sometimes you get the laugh that just destroys the room and mm-hmm. and other times people are like they just get a total fortune reversal it comes right back around i think right there's a lot of comedy though you. that like it's at this point the shit is tired and it's 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 a lot of the same shit that a bunch of like really loud egotistical you know comedians who for some reason do tend to be near them <laughs> like the boston area <laughs> Maybe they're just all fucking mad because it's so cold there. I don't know. I yeah, but, I know uh, exactly who you're talking about though. Just well, I mean, it's 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 not one person. It's just like a group, and I know, so, no, I know. It, who you're it talking is evolved about. in a really gross way too, because mm-hmm. a lot of them used to be really fucking funny, and they've mm-hmm. all sort of like uh, even a few of my old school comedy heroes have really leaned into the 
really divisive, like polarizing far, more far right. Oh, you uh, mean like Bill Burr stuff. and Joe Rogan? Oh yeah, Roseanne. Roseanne um, Barr. Uh, you know who won't um, disappoint you? Jim Brewer. Christopher Titus. Oh, he's awesome. Oh. Christopher he's Titus fucking is... funny and still on makes point. fun of the right constantly. Yeah, Christopher Titus. I is never great. thought Roseanne was funny to begin with. Let's be Neither honest. Did I, I never. Uh, liked I did appreciate her show when it was on, but I never thought she was funny. I liked. I liked the rest of the cast of that show. Oh, uh, y'all are high. Y'all are... No, 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 I, I honestly no. never thought she was funny. No. I never did either. Actually, there's one one exception to that, and that was the one where she had come back from the hospital with some kind of medication, and she was acting really loopy. I thought that was funny. But aside from that, I never liked her. I always thought she reminded me too much of some whiny woman that I knew from my neighborhood. She was, was a Karen always, before we knew what Karens yeah, were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She was like the woman who was like, oh, I need another pack of cigarettes, Henry. Don't forget my cigarettes. You know, ah. So I take it you're a fan of Roseanne then. Me? Well, yes. uh, classic. Or you were. Ro yes. Classic Roseanne. Um, I actually, well, first of all, if, if you were an old school fan of Roseanne's, and I mean, I'm talking like a fan then you know that Roseanne, um, I, I mean, I truly think that there was some kind of like psychotic break that uh, around sense. the time she was with Tom Arnold because she yeah. was doing so much drugs. And she, and listen, like people go like, oh, they'll always blame like, you know, it's drugs for somebody when they're racist. No, no, I will call out a racist. And I'm not saying she is like, she maybe a racist she probably is like freaking most people white people are <laughs> but i'm just saying yeah, like varying, degree, varying degrees and, and you know a lot of us are still like you almost have to like work your whole life to be deprogrammed especially if mm -hmm. you're from the south but like roseanne she <sighs> there was a point where she just like really jumped the shark and you really saw everything creatively go downhill at the same time. And Tom Arnold was a huge part of it because people are like, I never oh, thought he was funny too, by the way. People I are like, oh, him. I can't believe Roseanne would dip up it. And I'm like, did, were y'all just fucking not present when she sang the Star Spangled Banner and spit and grabbed her crotch? Like, he's all don't remember that part. Like, when I think of Tom Arnold, I think of Andy Dick. They're on the same level to me in terms of just being these damaging, egotistical little pricks that have destroyed the lives of others and gotten away with it. Andy Dick ate a few sandwiches. Yeah, basically. Yeah. No, Andy Dick, because um, Danny Dick is responsible for the death of Phil Hartman. As far as I'm concerned, he's yeah. I've in, heard that about him giving cocaine to Bryn, but yeah. I, I mean, I think that's just like kind of a. I don't know that that's confirmed, but I've, I've definitely heard that as well. But um, Roseanne, she in the beginning, uh, I really feel like Roseanne was funny, and not only that, I felt like it was groundbreaking, and so was her comedy in the beginning. She was a trailblazer for a lot of women. Um, and she was talking about like working class life, like middle class, like she was talking, mm -hmm. I mean, in her show, it's like uh, people see her now and have no other point of reference. And I mean, like, I remember like Roseanne that was talking about unions on her show. And this is where Brett Butler fits in for me because she was all of that. 
Yeah. You know, she was uh, yeah, like, well, I know I'm saying though, like she's the comedian she had that I always show. thought was, it was better. She had her own show. You know, too. I found I her humorous. It yeah. What was it? Grace Under Fire? Grace Under, Grace Fire, Under yep. Fire. That's yeah. it. Yeah. I like that show. show. I thought that was a better yeah. show, honestly. Although um, I, I really like how it started was a better show, but Roseanne, unfortunately, like a lot of shows, like a lot of musical artists, whatever, they're obviously impacted by you know people using drugs. Yeah. Uh, it hung around too long for me. It's just like you know, it became a mockery of itself by the time it was done yeah. because there was just yeah. so much asinine shit going on and it really it really all comes down to money someone i was talking to today um was saying that they had a friend maybe it was you Lindsay, who who was just semi i'm pretty this time it is you it may be i don't know they were like semi-famous right like very very small time famous no it was my it was my friend harris they were talking about a person who was like, like not famous, but they were a trust fund kid and mm-hmm. they had all this money and they basically just drifted through life doing nothing and kind of going crazy because they could do whatever they want and their mom and dad would bail them out every single time. Mm-hmm. And then I was saying, like, this is a person that we knew, you know, and, and I was like, well, if, if she, with her modicum of trust fund money, was having that lifestyle, imagine Paris Hilton, you know, yeah. on the level that they're like, like they have no self-identity at all at that point. They are an amalgamation of what the world has told them they are, even more than you and I are, which is saying something because I feel like I don't know who I am half the time. And and I have so long been told who I am by other people that I have to constantly fight that, I'll rewrite that and say, I'm not the person that you programmed me to be. I am my own person. It takes a while to figure that shit out. You know, and do you remember that? Do you remember that comic? The parking lot is full. Yes. So there was like a comic ages ago that like always stuck with me. And I was like, that is fucking brilliant. And it was um, because you were talking about like um, you were saying like the the kid that never gets told no, you know, Mm we'll imagine what like Paris Hilton is like Uh, the comic that had like the kid. Yeah, I still have it on my old hard drive. I swear to God, you probably pull it up right now. Um, the kid that has the blinders on, and, and it was like in the future, um, they invent glasses that filter anything negative out for minors. I do um, remember this. An entire generation grows up without any negative influence whatsoever. And it shows he's like walking down the street, like. <laughs> whistle on a tune he's got his hands in his pocket and then like on the side of him there's like a woman and you can tell she's like this leaning back and her purse is and like one guy's grabbing her purse and another guy's like this with his hand up to hit her but they're like they have like a perforated edge and they're like blank they're like missing like mm-hmm. black mirror style like parking lot is full was like black mirror comic style it yeah, was doing it was. all that technology stuff oh, way yeah. before Black Mirror. And it, um, <laughs> that's what made me think. It, the, and the, the tagline in the comic said something like, you can't imagine the the monsters they turn out to be. Like the emotional infants, the monsters they are. Mm-hmm. Because they never had anything. 
mm-hmm. that wasn't just good and handy to them. Yeah. Not that I mean to be the one that brings us back on track. Because <laughs> that's not normally my gig. But uh, I thought of two other sandwiches that would work for that thing. And they were funny to me, so I thought I'd share them. The Jared from Subway Baby Swiss and Veal Kids Meal. Oh, and dude. this is one that's served in the Vatican. It's called the Altar Boy. It's peanut butter and jelly on communion wafers with a grape juice. (laughs) (laughs) It's not a funny subject, but I appreciated it. Oh, Mike. Uh, That's fascinating and all, and I would love to continue to talk about that, but I just looked at the clock and we are out of time, so that's going to have to be a story for another time. Thanks for joining us for Storytime with Tom and Mike. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed giving it to you. Giving it to you like, boy, we've been on here for so fucking long. I can't remember what we even talked about now. Um, hmm, giving it to you like inappropriate jokes that should not have been given in the first place. Inappropriate jokes that shouldn't have been given in the first place. Right. We're going to hold on to that whole fucking part there that even the indecision. But yeah, that works. Oh, yeah. We're going to keep it all.